I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. So here we are, inaugural eve, or inauguration eve. I had that pounding in my head all day today. For the first time ever, I laughed out loud at CNN. Uh, I was watching CNN, and what is being said is tantamount to what you'd hear in North Korea. Um, it, it just boggles the mind. Maybe I'll cover it if, if I can find enough uh, footage or whatever, but uh, it, uh, it today is one of those days where now that Donald Trump made his farewell speech, the media is having a heyday. They're just going crazy. They're they're uh, cutting and their remarks and it's almost like they feel like they have the upper hand and their snide uh, attitudes and their smirks. It, well, it's been this way for four years, and you know it's funny because I try to remain as unbiased as possible. And people always tell me, well, why don't you attack Donald Trump like you're about to attack uh, Joe Biden? I said, well, I haven't really attacked Joe Biden. And the reason why I don't always talk about Donald Trump is because the media does it for me. I don't have to. The media has been very good at pointing out every little thing that uh, Donald Trump's done, even if it's something that doesn't make any sense. It's just you know an overreach or, or, or an overreaction to something that he's tweeted or what have you. And you know, I found myself, I think it was like two or three days ago, maybe over the weekend, I found myself in a Facebook argument with total strangers about what happened on January the 6th. I made the mistake of actually replying to a post that said this. I can't believe I have to say this. The mob that stormed the Capitol were not protesters. They were waging a coup. Now, I don't know why I decided. I usually don't comment on things like that, but I, I couldn't go without commenting. And uh, But it was a mistake. And the reason why I say it was a mistake is because immediately, when I tried to correct them and say, no, it wasn't a coup, really. I mean, it was. it's not the kind of, it's not the true definition of coup d'etat. And so I made a big mistake by saying that because immediately I was attacked by others who obviously, you know, get their civics lessons from CNN. And they were outraged. I even suggested that what happened was not a coup, but something else, you know, entirely. And, uh, but of course, it, it appears to be the duty of every Trump hater to remind those who want to be objective they have cornered the knowledge that these these uh, unsung heroes, these justice warriors, have cornered the knowledge on what is truly happening and that everything else is just a conspiracy theory. You want to believe conspiracy theory? Some guy even uh, asked me if I had brain if I had brain troubles or if I had some sort of a brain disorder. I told him he had Coro syndrome. Uh, didn't go too far. He didn't say anything about that, but he should. Uh, probably because he doesn't know what it is. If, if it's not on CNN, it's not going to. It's not going to be heeded by anyone. You you got to be able to talk their talk. You got to be able to 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 use their magic words because that's exactly what they follow. I think that I can safely say that most people in this country, and uh, you know, people who listen to Ground Zero, I think have a better clue because there's a lot of research that goes into these shows, and I think a lot of people know this. But I think a lot of people in this country have no idea. What happened 
on January the 6th. And most, if not all, of what is being reported by the mainstream media is being done in order to prepare the country for the heavy-handed policies that will be handed down to prevent whatever happened on January 6th from happening again. I mean, calling what happened a coup, I think it's a little harsh. It's been, I think it's very harsh. I think it's an overreaction. So in order to ease up on the knee-jerk reporting, the press... Democrats and even some Republicans now have settled on the preferred term attempted coup rather than a coup. Before it was, oh, this is a coup, obviously a coup d'etat. You know, what do we do? These domestic terrorists. And now they're saying, well, let's ease up a bit. It was an attempted coup. It wasn't really insurrection. It wasn't really sedition. It was it was an attempted. I mean, they're either lying or they're in hysterics. And in their hysterics, they say, well, maybe we'll be a little harsher. Let's just kind of back off a bit. See, the crowd that streamed through the Capitol on January 6th had no plan. They had none. No plan. They had no plan. They had no goal. The only thing they wanted to do was create chaos. They wanted to screw stuff up. It was a riot inside a government building. That's what it was. And yeah, people were saying, hang pants, hang pants. They were doing all these things. But it was all show. Most of that was show. And I think, you know, I mean, you need to ask yourself, here, think about this, and this is what really gets me. How many attempted coups include selfies and pressers inside a government building with a guy wearing horns and speaking like a surfer dude from Malibu? That's what we got. I mean, all the pictures you see that he's just standing there with all these other guys looking clueless. It's almost like, okay, we're going to grab you, 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 and you off the street. We're going to pay you this much money. You're going to stand in front of the camera, and we're just going to snap pictures of you. And, and and there were other things, too. There was that, that uh, what was her name, Jade and John Sullivan. Uh, CNN was interviewing them. They were the first to get through the door. John Sullivan was uh, a, a radical BLM type of guy and uh, was a criminal. And Jade was doing this for her, for a moment. She wanted a Peabody or something because that's what she wanted, to get through that door in that attempted coup. The Anderson Cooper was interviewing these two people who are criminals. He was charged eventually. He said, oh, I'm not going to be charged, but he was charged. I mean, I'm confident that a riot with thousands of people raised concerns about public safety, and they should. I'm sure it overwhelmed a lot of people, and it should. But to have it trigger a police action? I think, I think a lot of people should see this as overkill. It's overreach. It's police state tactics. It's, it's where we are now. We're, we're in this police state. The media, here's what's interesting. The media has been reporting that this is the only time in history where the country has had to deal with what they're calling a coup. Again, PAC journalism says they're not doing their homework. I don't know if they did mention, I think, the War of 1812 where they stormed Washington, D.C. But as far as a coup is concerned, I think that those who don't know any better, they parrot the media, and that and that and that's that's really difficult for me to hear. And if they follow history, if if they're able to follow history, they would know that there was another coup that happened in the early 20th century. One of the Marine Corps' most highly decorated generals, his name was Smedley Darlington Butler, and he. Worked, he pacified Mexico for American oil interests. He commanded American occupations in Haiti and Cuba for National City Bank. Uh, he worked for Brown Brothers Bo uh, Brokerage. 
He was in the Dominican Republic for sugar interests, uh, China for Standard Oil. He was there too. But in the 1930s, General Butler's services were sought for another mission. A group of wealthy industrialists had been plotting to overthrow the government of President Franklin Delano Roosevelt in a military coup, and he was asked to head up an army of 500,000 men to do the job. He refused, of course, but it was a Nazi plot where Wall Street interests threatened to overthrow the government. They, they were a front called the American Liberty League. And those who supported it, who supported it were several major companies, including Heinz, Maxwell House, Coffee, Colgate, U.S. Steel, General Motors, and the chief organizer, Prescott Bush. Now, for many years, there was a concern that the United States would fall into the hands of corporate despots who wanted to form a new order along with the Nazis. And even after World War II, there was a concern that Nazis would try to organize against our nation. And many of them were brought to this country through Operation Paperclip. Now, these Nazis were used for their scientific prowess and their intelligence, and many of them were recruited for intelligence operations and thus formed the National Security State. Now, they were brought on board by none other than Alan Dulles, who was a CIA chief that was eventually fired by John F. Kennedy and ironically investigated the Kennedy assassination. So it's, it's theorized that Dulles and others actually plotted the real coup, failed coup with FDR, but a real coup against President John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Lyndon Johnson, Alan Dulles were abetted by powerful interests in government, business, and the military. Kennedy was moving America towards a permanent police state, threatening the national security military establishment whose existence is dependent on permanent war state. He wanted a peace state, not a police state. He wanted a permanent peace state, threatening the national security of the military. That's why they came up with this report on Iron Mountain, because they were certain that Kennedy was charismatic enough to bring peace to the United States, and that would put the military establishment out of business. Even General Eisenhower warned us of the military-industrial complex and how they would move in to try and take over government. It was a warning of a coup. It was a warning that the national security state that Truman organized was getting out of hand. John F. Kennedy knew it. Bobby Kennedy knew it. And they said what? They said, we're going to break up this cozy national security state because that is what he's trying to take over the United States of America. And it's been argued that since the death of President Kennedy and the resignation of Richard Nixon, the security state has been running the country, appointing various figureheads from Gerald Ford to Barack Obama. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at Aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.